Hello and welcome to From Mrs. to Me, a podcast where you'll be inspired by courageous stories of strength and resilience told by women just like you who have been through the upheaval of divorce. This is their journey from Mrs. to Me, finding their true identity and creating a bold, beautiful life. I'm Chrissy Freeman and I'm your host, a certified life coach and divorce mother of two. Join me each week as we explore real stories of divorce and what it takes to transform and live in alignment with the real you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of From Mrs. to Me. I'm Chrissy Freeman, divorce empowerment coach and your host. I've been so excited for this interview, and I can't wait to get started. There's going to be so much to learn from this interview, and I'm so grateful that she's agreed to be my guest today. So I consider her my mentor, coach, colleague, and friend. Julie Riesler, CEO of Empowered Living, Inc., is a transformation expert. Julie was voted top 10 most influential life coaches in 2023, is a board-certified master life and wellness coach, and is a mentor to hundreds of coaches, changemakers, and soulful entrepreneurs. Julie hosts the USU podcast, a global show in over 175 countries, and is the author of Get a PhD in You, an Amazon top pick. Julie is featured in Forbes, Mind Body Green, the Chopra Centra, Center, Bustle, and Thrive Global for her work as a coach, teacher, and conscious business leader. Julie is a multi-time TEDx speaker and has spoken on stages throughout North America. Julie founded the Life Designer Coach Academy, a top certification program where she certifies life coaches worldwide, including myself. Julie holds a master's degree in health and wellness coaching from the Maryland University of Integrative Health and is a professor at Georgetown University in their coaching program. Wow, that is an impressive resume. So welcome, Julie, and thank you for joining us today and sharing your story of transformation. Oh my gosh. First of all, Chrissy, I adore you. I'm so honored. I love what you're doing. I love the whole concept behind this show, and I'm so grateful to be here. I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation, big time. Great. Well, before we jump in, I do have to tell this audience that I first learned of Julie and the great work she was doing as the founder of the Life Designer Coaching Academy. When I heard her speak on Clubhouse, so for those of you that aren't familiar, there's an app that I joined during COVID where you can actually go in and listen to different speakers. And at the time, my divorce was almost finalized. And Julie was speaking about her transformation from working in the corporate world to leaving her marriage and ultimately pursuing her passion and purpose. And I knew in that moment that Julie's coaching program, the Life Designer Coaching Academy, was exactly what I needed. And it truly was. I've met so many amazing people. I learned so much about myself through her program. And I can't thank you enough, Julie. So that I did want to share before we got started. So um, 
Let's jump in. And I did want to talk about that transformation. As you know, um, from Mrs. To Me is about divorce. It's about that transformation from who we were in the marriage to who we have become. And so can you take us back to your life pre-divorce and share with the audience When did you realize that something needed to change in your life and marriage? So that's a really great question. Great, powerful question. Um, And I'll just say that it's actually kind of, I'm getting this image of like, you know, a rope is like two strands together. They're braided together. So for me, I think what came before realizing that the marriage I was in was not the right fit anymore before that was sort of the nudge, the knocking on the door, my soul kind of knocking on the door saying like, things need to change with you, with myself. Um, So for me, and I think it's important to say that because that excavation journey is really what led to me realizing, oh, this is not, I, I have shifted a lot and this is not working for me anymore. Um, I, you know, I would say, um, this is about 25 years ago, really got myself started in doing a lot of inner work through 12 steps, through the 12 step doors. Um, I struggled with food addiction and sugar addiction, and, um, it, it can look really different than alcoholism and other addictions because you have to eat (laughs) three times a day. But I just, I, you know, I would like hide food. I would you know, and it's so ironic. I was working for Panera Bread for their largest franchise. And I would just, I remember like they would have pastries, things all the time in the office. I, I mean, for that was, that was kind of an interesting experience. Um, when I worked in their store, I mean, it was just really challenging for me. I think I use food, a lot of my, you know, growing up to handle emotions that I didn't know how to process. So I didn't, I didn't know how to be with feelings of feeling not good enough, of shame, of, um, you know, of judgment, a lot of self-judgment. Like I tended to go through that like self-induced, that self-loathing and feeling not good enough and all of the not enoughs. And then the antidote was, you know, people pleasing and chameleon, like being who you want me to be. Um, and I think, you know, using food and sugar, it was very good at satiating and numbing any of my emotions. So I just really didn't learn how to be with these emotions. I also was very sensitive, intuitive, and didn't have the tools. Um, And so I married someone on the younger side, for sure. We dated in college and got married early, early 20s. Actually, a really good person, a a good partner, like a a, a great person, a wonderful family. And what presented itself first was I could not stop. I was miserable in my job before Panera, the job, the nonprofit, and I could not stop eating, especially like sugary stuff, M&Ms, that kind of stuff. I could not stop eating. I mean, I remember like, I never stole anything. I stole M&Ms because I didn't have my wallet on me. I mean, this is like, so not me. You know, I I just was in that place of, of desperation and a very dear family friend was like, Julie, I really think, you know, you need some help. And I did go to therapy, but I actually found the support in the 12-step system program. That was really powerful. And, you know, it was, it was um, not, I didn't want to go. I was embarrassed. I had so much shame. I'm like, this is like the worst, like at least, you know, and I'm not saying this is true, but I always felt like, 
with, with alcohol, like it just looks cooler with a bottle in your hand, but with, with like, you know, eating and I can't stop eating M&Ms or brownies or whatever it was, like, it's just not cool to be, that's how I felt. I was really embarrassed and ashamed, but I got, I just got to the point where I didn't want to live anymore. And I'm so grateful. My intuition said, go to, go to a, a meeting. And that meeting led to hundreds and hundreds of hours of meetings and working with sponsors and, and self-reflection and doing The Artist's Way, which is a book that Julia Cameron, who's also recovering um, in a 12-step program, wrote about how to access your gifts, your skills, who you are. And that led me into this beautiful excavation. Um, I got back into, got into on-camera training. I started doing voiceovers and acting and commercial modeling. It was just like amazing because I started to see, oh, there's so many things in me that I that I buried, that I just, and, and as I did this work and stopped and kind of put the sugar down, um, it really felt like an iceberg was melting. Um, and I, I say it's an excavation process. That transformation started when I said yes to really looking under the rock with myself and realizing, oh shit, I don't love myself. Like I was not doing things or being loving to myself. And I really started to get, that's, that's the most important thing here for all of us is to love ourselves. And I think what happened, Chrissy, is in that process, those like seven or eight years while I was doing that work. And then we, you know, my husband at the time and I had my first daughter, um, I had gone through a miscarriage. It was really traumatic for me. And I just remember kind of detaching. And I was like, I just don't even want to get attached. And um, luckily my daughter was born healthy and then I just had this intuition, if we don't have our second child soon, I, something just said, you need to do this now. I couldn't have told you this consciously, but I think what was happening is I was doing so much inner work that I was getting clear who I was and who I am. And so we had our second, and then about six months later, he was six months old and my daughter was about one and a half. They're, they're almost like Irish twins. Um, so I had two kids under the age of two. It was really intense time. I was not sleeping. And I had this really big dark night of the soul that also I think was a wake up for me and woke up in the middle of the night, you know, and I literally thought I was dying of a heart attack. It was a panic attack. Never had this before. Um, and my inner voice said, you know, you're just, you're not okay here uh, anymore. And it was very upsetting and confusing. I talked to my husband at the time the next day and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not, something's not okay for me here. Um, I didn't have a lot of the words. I think that there was a, there was a part of my higher self that was kind of saying, Hey, you've shifted and changed and you are more of who you are today. You know, it's the concept of being your USG, but I didn't have the language. It didn't really make sense, but I started to just see in the ways like that we really, there were some differences and there's nothing wrong with him or the way he does life. It's just, you know, I always joke, I'm very much a free spirit. He's definitely got more of a black and white thinking. <laughs> there were a lot yeah. of other things that I just, so long story short, that started the process of like unraveling this marriage. We were together already 15 years, um, you know, both dating and married and yeah, it was, it was really intense. It was actually a, a program I did in personal growth. And I worked with a coach that, that changed my life that helped me to kind of get that it is okay to change. It's okay to 
if that's the truth to, to end a relationship, a marriage, um, and help me to get what was really going on in my heart at the heart level. Cause I was scared. I was really scared. So I'll pause there, but certainly, you know, the transformation I actually think began with me first and then realized, oh, this is not a good fit anymore for who I am today. Yeah. And that's the part of the, that was the part of your story that actually really hit me and resonated with me right away was when you talked about waking up in the middle of the night and that panic attack, because I had almost the exact same scenario. It was like, I was sound asleep and something woke me up. I don't know what. And my first panic attack was that I walked into the bathroom. I thought I was having a heart attack and I, I did, I didn't know what to do. And you know, the cold sweats, the beating heart, the fast heartbeat, all of the things that happen. And it's that I love all the things that you shared because it's that we have to, those moments that we can't ignore, right? And lots of times it comes in the form of messages that are in our own body that we aren't paying attention to. And so, and I love some of the work that you've taught me as well around that, you know, and really just getting quiet and really learning how to listen to that voice that is already within you. And sometimes it's within your own body. So, um, I, but I love what you shared. And yeah, so I would love to hear a little bit more about your transformation. And, you know, one of the things um, that, you know, it starts with us, you're absolutely right. And then it it's sort of like you finally make that decision that, okay, this life isn't aligned with my truth. And what do I need to do now? And it's a very scary process, but a lot of women go through it. And it's about, it's this identity shift, this really big identity shift around, okay, wait a minute. So if I make this decision, I'm no longer going to be a wife. I am going to be a single mom. What does that look like? And there's so much fear around that. And so I would love for you to tell us, Julie, about this sort of, I call it the healing path to rediscovery. Can you tell me about your path to sort of rediscovery and really finding your truth after divorce? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. And it's funny when you were reading the bio, you know, I was laughing to myself and thinking, all of that that you're reading is has happened because of the breakdown, <laughs> the complete breakdown, you know, in my marriage, then in my health, then with my job. And I'm not saying it has to happen this way for me. I just, it was a domino effect in, in, and actually in, in an empowering way, because I decided in, in that I remember being like, I am choosing myself. I'm going to choose not in a selfish, which by the way, I don't think selfish is a bad thing when we're coming from self-full, not, not, not full of self, but self-full, you're full in yourself. But it was a, it, you know, I, I had to get, wait a minute, we all were born with these like beautiful divine gifts and skills. I'm going to choose to be the acorn that expresses into a full oak tree. I don't want to look back and think, 
you know, I settled or it was fine or I missed it. I, I have a father, I love him. And he suffered massively from being a Vietnam veteran with PTSD, mm-hmm. with depression, um, ADD, undiagnosed. And it's so sad. He's so smart. He was so, he's so gifted. And he really, those stories and, and all of the struggles he had, it like suppressed his really accessing his highest self. And I've seen it. Um, and I just, I think I made a decision with myself. Like I'm, I'm just blessed. My dad, I love my dad. He's so loving. And it was really sad to watch. It's been upsetting to watch. And I've realized, you know what? I don't, I don't want to go that way. I want to say I like fully stepped in and I was a co-creator with the universe here. And so transformation, you know, we know this. I mean, the greatest example, of course, that we can see nature does this all the time, but I think of, I don't really know what it's like to be a caterpillar, to become a butterfly, but I cannot imagine that being a really fun experience of like the soupy mess right. in a cocoon. So that, you know, I, I went through my version of that, um, between, you know, deciding to end a marriage and, and with somebody who, who didn't want to. And it was, I mean, yeah, I think he would agree. <laughs> it was a good decision. I mean, I, and, and he, we started, the more we looked at our different ways of doing life and, and, um, some of the values and just things that we chose, it started to become obvious. Like, oh, we are, this is, this is not in the same, we're not in the same path. And then I started to look at, you know, what am I doing in my job? It's like that question of how can I honor, um, my, my, my me is me, my best self, what's true. And if you ask those questions, watch out. And then I realized I, I like my job, but I don't, love it. And now people are calling about issues with their salad and they are getting coaching from me because people would keep my number and call back. Like I dealt with, I did um, recruiting and I also dealt with guest issues and slips and falls. And people would just call me and be like, oh, I just, (laughs) like, it would be literally a, a coaching session. And I'm like, something is not right here. This is, this is interesting. You know, it led me to going back to get my master's degree. I always thought, why didn't I become a psychologist? I was a psych major. I love people. I love understanding. And that transformation, it allowed me to go back to school and say, you know what? I'm going to kind of start over and see where that leads. So, and then I had this, this health breakdown, which I think has been a gift, a blessing in disguise because you know, I had to, I chose to rearrange my entire lifestyle to heal uh, my thyroid. And, you know, the thyroid controls everything, everything, metabolism, your temp, body temperature, hormones, all of it. So that transformation ended up being every level. And then spiritual, I would say, has been one of the most powerful aspects for me. Um, being able to free myself from just being in a box for me of one religion or, you know, I was um, raised in a very open setting. My mom as a opera singer, music teacher would perform and sing in all kinds of houses of worship. So I was raised with like people of all faiths just all the time. Um, and I allowed myself to kind of open up to different teachings in different faiths, but in different spiritual texts. And for me, that is, that's nourishment. I really thrive when I'm connected spiritually. That That's my most important, that's my intention every year is just to have, you know, the divine God in the center. That's it. And then I started to really get a nudge, like, okay, it's time to change your job. You, I would just hear the same voice came over and over again. It's time to do this work. 
to coach, to help others. You, this is, you're, you're here to do more. And so leaving as a single mom was, um, was really, you know, it, there was a fear piece to it. It was also invigorating and it was empowering. I just knew at that point, I think I'd done so much like, you know, this, like this, the snake that sheds a skin. I had shed so many skins already. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Like, might as well shed the skin of, you know, having a job with benefits. Why not right. as a single mom? Let's just see what happens with two clients, you know, but I, I trust that voice today. And, um, that has just blossomed and blossomed and a lot of learning, but all of those aspects of transformation definitely have not been easy. Um, and I would say have helped me to be to feel the wisdom and the grounding and the spiritual connection that, that seems to grow each day, you know, as I'm here on the planet. Yeah. Oh, wow. So many amazing things that you shared there. Um, but you know, one of the things I want to just highlight is that divorce is it's, it's, it's almost like losing a loved one, right? You go through this significant life change. And there's many life changes we go through throughout our life. And those life changes also present opportunities. And I think that's where a lot of women I talk to say, you know, I'm ready for a pivot. I'm ready for a life change. I know that there's more for me. I know that, you know, this This change is not just about this marriage. It's about me. I have changed on the inside and I want to be able to express that out into the world. And how can I do that? And so you are an example of that, Julie, of, you know, being and and at the scariest time in your life, right? When you're going to be a single mom and you're going on this new journey without any idea of what's in front of you, but um, I love that. And so, well, first I want to, I just want to repeat one of the things that you said, cause I think it's such a beautiful quote that I wrote down. You said the acorn that expresses into a full oak tree. I just love that. Like that is so beautiful. Cause I can in, envision that. And it's, you know, one of the things that I have learned, um, through working with you is really about it's the small steps. It's about being present in every moment that there is absolutely nothing wrong here and now as I stand here. And it's when we project out into the future or look at our past that we get stuck in the mind noise and everything that comes up and blocks us from being able to access all of the beautiful things that are gifts that are coming to us. So I I love all that that you shared. And, you know, I am, and, you know, this whole piece about spirituality, because I consider myself a very curious person. And I do think that there's so much out there for us to explore. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit about how did you take the steps to really lean into sort of your calling or what you believe your life purpose is? Yeah. Yes. I love that. Um, 
And I'm thinking back, you know, it's funny because now you, you can kind of like connect the dots at the time. Um, it, I would say that I followed the energy. I followed where my energy was just spiking and feeling, you know, what we would call joy, love, purpose, service. Like, um, I was so lit up. I was so on fire when I had this coach that helped me to really get that I could have an amazing life and, and end my marriage, um, that, that like that was possible. Cause I really, I had it like, that's not possible. Like you're, you're done. Like you're just, you're a failure. You're done. Like there's no way to have both. Um, I think that that, that the power of working with somebody that literally with a question and, and holding space for me, it, it changed my entire lens that led to this curiosity of what is this work? And this was like, 14 years ago, before coaching was really like booming as it is now. So I remember um, in this, this program, I was asked to coach and I, I, for free, I mean, I didn't get paid. I did it three times. Um, I was supposed to do it four, but my thyroid had my, that first issue. So I coached it and I was the head coach twice and it for free on my own time, drive an hour each way from, you know, Columbia to, to, to Virginia. I mean, it was like in, in, in the evenings, like once a week. I mean, it was like a big, and I was still working at my day job and then getting my personal training. Cause I thought, well, it would be great to like, be able to go to the gym and have a free membership and help people. So I like pursued that on the side as well. I mean, this is not the smartest thing to do all of these at once, but you <laughs> know, right. I mean, but I did, and I fell in love. I was lucky because I got to see it firsthand. I started coaching all of these people and then I would coach the coaches and I'm like, what the F is this? This is, this is life-changing. And you know, this is again, before it is what it is today. So I had a friend in one of these programs who said, Julie, I really could see you doing this. You know, I think it's going to, it's going to blossom. She was actually in the, um, in the military and government and was like, I know that we're going to be hiring more coaches, especially health coaches. And I thought, oh, I have an interest in health and wellness. And she said, you should look at the school. I didn't even know the school existed. It was the first acupuncture school in the East Coast. Go and check it out. The one night I could make it that I didn't have my kids. I mean, it was just weird, but not weird. Divine timing. I went and I knew in my bones, I'm like, I have got to go here. I've got to get my, at the time certification, it became, it's a brick and mortar university. Um, now like seven minutes from where I live, not even so crazy. And I ended up going and then decided to get my master's degree. And I didn't know how I was going to use it. I didn't know that I was going to leave my job. I just knew I'm following the breadcrumbs, which I would say is your energy. Follow where your energy is spiking, where, it's, where it feels like, I have to do this. I love this. You would do it for free. It's joyful. It brings you that feeling of goodness. Your heart you know, swells. And I fell in love with this work. I fell in love with it. Again, practicum coaching, coaching people for free. I could care less. I was like, anyone who wants coaching, I'll do it. Like, I just, yeah. I'll help anybody. And eventually, um, after I finished the program, I decided I'm going to set a date. And I just, for me, this is 10 years ago. And I just kept following energy and, and where I feel lit up and where I feel like I'm, I'm being of service. That, and that's why I teach it this way. And that's why in the program I teach, you know, when we even get to like, okay, how do you make this a business or a practice? 
I didn't have any entrepreneurial business, none of that experience, but I had experience being courageous in, you know, looking under the rock in going through a transformation and a dark night of the soul in saying, I'm going to say yes to myself and, and be loving to everyone at the same time, the best I can. That experience, that divorce, and then I would say the reunite, you know, remarrying myself. I actually did a little ceremony with myself. Um, show the ring. Yeah, I'll put on my little ring, my little marriage ring with myself. I hear right the middle one. Um, I, I, you know, that that groomed me to have courage and strength to follow intuition and energy. And this work has blossomed. That's why I was like laughing. I'm like, I didn't know I was going to do a. Te- I mean, I wanted to do a TEDx talk. I was going to write a book. I didn't know I was going to start a school. Like I didn't know that, but I don't think we need to know that. You said it. And this is what the, 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 to me, the practice every day is truly, can you be in this moment, in this moment, this holy moment? Because in this sacred moment, the past doesn't exist and the future is definitely not here. And when you're connected in, you're going to be getting guidance. And when you learn how to tap in and use that and trust it, I mean, I, this whole life I have today is completely different than what would have been if I had stayed where I was. So I know that I am not special. This is how it works. The universe is set up to help us. And I do think that bravery of saying, you know, I'm going to go from that Mrs. identity to that me identity and really love that, that me identity and who I am and do that work to see who is that. Who do I choose to be? How do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to be of service? How do I want to make a difference? Like we get one shot as ourselves in this lifetime. And that experience of doing that, I think really set the foundation, Chrissy, to in a way, really look at that me identity as, as, as not just me and my meest me, but our weest we, like, how am I going to add value and, and, and really, you know, make a difference and, and, and contribute because that that's what starts to happen. I believe when we start to love and honor ourselves, then the question is, you know, how do I help others? The last thing I'll say is I actually made a little, like I had a talk with God. I was like, listen, I'm so scared. If you can just help me. And I'm sure the divine is like, you don't need to make a contract with me. <laughs> but <laughs> right. It felt better for yeah. me. I said, please help me get through this. Please like please help me to like make it through and make it out stronger. I promise I will like reach back and help as many women or people that are struggling in the same situation. I, I like, I'm committing myself to this work, to serving, you know, you and this divine greater purpose. And I really feel like that's for me, that's still happening. Like there's this contract I made and um, we can all make that in our own way, you know, and it doesn't have to look like it might be coaching. It might not It'd be, it could be whatever it is for you. Um, but that's what it looked like for me. And I have never looked back and it's never led me astray. My intuition, my, that guidance when I'm in the moment. Oh, wow. This is why you are the perfect guest for our, for this podcast. <laughs> I mean, when we talk about transformation, when we talk about from Mrs. to me, Julie, meet Julie. She is like the perfect guest because that's the message that everything you said is, is so beautiful. And, you know, I think what happens sometimes where we get lost is it's the hardest part is walking into that discomfort, that fear. And if we let it take over, instead of being in this moment 
and truly just tapping in to what feels good, you know, what lights us up, what brings us joy. Um, when we get away from that and we just try to be, stay where we're comfortable, we can't change, you know, we can't move. And I think that's part of it is every time I've done something that has made me uncomfortable, beautiful change, beautiful things have showed up. And so your story is just the perfect example of that. And it doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen in a month. It takes time. But if you are taking those steps, beautiful things show up. And, you know, for you, some of the things that you shared is even around the relationships, the people that you come in contact with as you are on this journey and taking those steps lead you to all these beautiful opportunities like you've had. Um, so that is to me just, just amazing. And I, I love that you said, you know, how can I, you know, make a difference? How can I choose to, sh- what, how am I going to choose to show up? And yeah. where am I going to add value and be of service? That can is I add- beautiful. Yes, please do. Well, you know, as you're talking, I'm realizing there's two parts to that. There's like in the greater world, right? For me, for me and you and others, the, the business I have, the practice, the service that I, there's also, if you have children, I have two children. Um, I think the other aspect of that is how, what am I teaching them as a, as a female, as their mother and feminine female role model? Um, and I know some might identify, you know, maybe not female, maybe both, but for me, identifying as a woman and their mother, I really, I really, you know, thought about this a lot, especially I have a daughter, you know, I have a son and a daughter. And I thought, you know, if she, if she were not feeling connected or she was in the right relationship, what would I want for her? And what do I want to, what do I want to teach about being, um, a strong woman? Um, what do I want to teach about, you know, trusting myself, about going for your dreams, about um, honoring your intuition, about ending something in a way that even though I'm not best friends with my former husband, we are amicable. We get along um, very well, I would say. I mean, my kids laugh because they're like, oh my gosh, how did this ever happen? You are both so different. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. their- not good or bad. Like we're both great in different ways. Very, very, very different. Yet I just had a, I really sat with that. I'm like, you know, there's a, there's a modeling of that. And I think having parents that got divorced when I was in my twenties, Chrissy, that they always felt like, um, brother and sister. Like I knew something was not there for my dad early, early on. And it was hard to watch, even though I'm grateful having them together, it still was hard to watch. And I thought, you know, if, it, if I'm about being an integrity and being truthful and being honest to the best of my ability, then that means doing that in all areas of life. And that hopefully is speaking louder than words to my children. I mean, I think, um, I think it's made an impact for my kids to see that their mom is following, you know, her passions and dreams. And it's not always easy. And, you know, when I started, like definitely there were some as a single parent, like, I mean, I remember I lived in an apartment building. My mom was upstairs. My mom helped take care of them. Bless my mom. I couldn't have done this 
without her. I mean, it's definitely changed since then, but they've also seen that I haven't quit on my dream, you know? Yeah. And, and you can have both, meaning you can be a really good mom and you can pursue your dreams and your passion. You, you don't have to just be a mom. You can be Julie, whatever that looks like. And it, it's such a gift for them to see. I, I can't, I, I don't agree. I mean, there's, I agree with that on so many levels because, yeah. um, you know, I remember how it felt when I wasn't living in alignment with myself and I was showing, I wasn't showing up the way I wanted to for my kids. You know, I was very stressed. I was, you know, doing a lot of yelling around like, let's get ready for school, you know, a lot of stress. And I remember after the divorce and going through your coaching program and doing some other things, I remember my daughter coming downstairs and I was journaling because that had become part of my new practice was every single morning I journaled and I stopped yelling for them to get ready for school. I said, you know what? They can figure it out. And it's not the end of the world. If they're late, then they have to take the late note. And so I remember her coming downstairs and seeing me sitting journaling. And she looked at me and she's like, hi, mom, what are you doing? And I told her, and she said, can I give you a hug? And she came over. This is like, a, I think she was in eighth grade. She came over and she gave me a hug. And that was it. And I was like, wow, I am modeling this behavior that is so beautiful for her to see. I'm calm and I'm happy and I'm doing what I love. So thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing that because I love that. And I think it's so important for our kids to see. And there's so many women out there who, you know, are so afraid that they're going to sort of mess it up as a mom and you can't do it wrong, especially if you are taking care of yourself first. So beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Julie. And um, I wanted to ask you, this is something, this is the sort of the question I kind of ask everybody is, you know, this podcast is about truly living in alignment with your truth and being authentic to who you are. And so my question for you is, how do you define authenticity for yourself? Mm, beautiful. Oh, I love that. I am like, hmm, I have a lot of thoughts coming to me. So I'm going to try to pick the ones that would be make most sense. Uh, look, I think authenticity, um, I used the word earlier, integrity, right? There's this aspect of integrity can mean workability. And um, there's an aspect of, of truth, of vulnerability, of integrity. And I would say uh, you know, as much as we are all part of a you know greater oneness, my opinion, there's also the idea that we're a unique expression of the divine. And so authenticity, it's like, you know, each have our own thumbprint. I think, except if you're an identical twin, I just learned this, that, um, oh my God, <laughs> there's the thumbs up. Um, <laughs> I love your thumbs up. <laughs> so funny, except for, except for identical <laughs> twins who I think have the same thumbprint. We have different thumbprint. We have different. We have different signatures of of gifts, and you know, I think of it like we we all have these treasures inside of us. And so, authenticity is allowing your own unique flavor of how you feel, how you're being, what you love, how you how you um, what you're connected to. It's like 
being it and allowing yourself to express it. And I think authenticity, we can feel it as everything is energy. So this is, you know, when you feel somebody is like, reading a line, right? Or a script or doing what they think they're told. And many of us do that in life. We have that programming where we're, you know, being the good girl, or this is what it looks like to be married and in a marriage, you know, and be a wife. And the problem is when you take that on as being paramount and you don't look at, wait a minute, does that really resonate? What's my version of that? What's my expression? I think self-expression and authenticity, like true self-expression and authenticity, when they are aligned, that is when you have that sweet spot. We can feel as human beings when someone is being authentic. And it's also, there's an aspect of being in your heart and being open. Um, and I think we can feel when somebody is not being authentic. And what I've learned is rather than judge someone who's being inauthentic is to say, I've been there. And I'm just going to hold space and send you love. Um, I may not be as attracted to you and your energy, but I'm going to be, I'm going to send some blessings because I know what that's like. Um, And actually it's contagious. So when I'm being vulnerable and authentic, I am expressing as my, my higher self, my me is me. And you're expressing as your you as you, it's contagious. People around you feel permission to do so. So I think there's, there's so much to that word. I think it's a gift and it's, there's a unique divine aspect. That is a long-winded answer, but I have a lot to say, I guess, about authenticity. Who knew? No, I love that. And you know what? That's one of the, I want to share for the audience that what they are hearing here from you today is exactly who you are all the time. Like yeah. that's what I love is that, um, you know, in your coaching program, uh, the Life Designer Coaching Academy, um, that's how I learned to be a coach was to be me, like what lights me up and to let that shine through in my coaching. And now I'm learning how to do that in every day. And I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Like, and being okay with that, that, you know what, this is who I am and I love who I am. And that's a huge piece of it. And so thank you for that gift that your coaching program give, gave to me and I know gives to so many others about the work that we do because, um, you know, it's a lot of how we show up in the world and who we want to be. And so thank you for that. And this has been an amazing conversation, Julie, and I'm so grateful to you for being here. And what I wanted to ask you before we close out is if the audience wants to connect with you, how can they find you? Yeah. Oh, I, and I love connecting. I love human beings, especially anyone that's like attracted to you and to this topic. Um, we'd love to connect. The best thing I have, you know, my website, which is my name, julieriesler.com. There's also the certification infos on there. Just, you can look at the top of the header. Um, I'm on YouTube. If you just look at YouTube and then put at Julie Riesler, I'm on Instagram, um, Facebook, like wherever kind of you find that, you know, social media, wherever you would go. Um, The other thing I would say is I do have a ton of free meditations and some of the best conversations I've had with, you know, spiritual luminaries, experts um, on Insight Timer, which you just look up my name. It's a beautiful meditation app. And um, yeah, come come find me. And if there's an interest to learn more about 
becoming a coach. We have a lot of coaches that do it. A lot of, I think, moms and women that are like next chapter, Mrs. Timmy, like I want to do something to help people. I, I always love to have that conversation because I do think this is a healing path. I really do uh, for the coach and those that are coaching with you. Great. Well, that information will also be included in the show notes for those of you listening and watching today. So you can access that after the show. And also, I want to mention before we close today, if you're interested in joining the From Mrs. to Me community, you can find us find us on Facebook at From Mrs. to Me, Rediscovering You After Divorce. And this Sunday on February 11th, we're actually going to be starting our first group sessions uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern. So come on over, join the fun, meet an amazing group of women. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, review, provide your comments so we can keep this going. And remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. So keep doing the inner work and I'll see you here next time. And thank you, Julie. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Chrissy. And love, love, love the work you did. I'm so grateful you chose to listen to your authentic self and the coaching work, the beautiful show. I just, it's so needed. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed another episode of From Mrs. to Me, real life stories of real women and their journey of transformation after divorce. I'm Chrissy Freeman. And if you like this episode, please drop a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Do you have a story to share? Are you ready to inspire other women on their journey through divorce? If so, find me on Instagram at from Mrs. to me. For more tools and resources on creating your path to transformation after divorce, follow my community on Facebook, From Mrs. to Me, Rediscovering You After Divorce.